Hi guys, and welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. I'm Alex Whiteley, and this is a great episode uh, about the Shrewsbury Arts Trail uh, private exhibition um, that I, I was invited to by the beautiful, the amazing John Rag. Thank you so much for inviting me to such a great event. It was held at the Shrewsbury Museum and Art Gallery. Um, in this episode, you're going to hear from some very, very great people that are just responsible for some fantastic art. Um, before we get into it, though, a bit of a disclaimer. This episode was meant to be released on Monday the 7th at 6am. It is now Monday the 7th at 11.51, and I'm just piecing this together. See, what I did was, right, <laughs> collected all these interviews from my H6 microphone, which has got an SD card on it, and whilst I was working, I plugged in my my hard drive, external hard drive, and my H6. And what I did was I, w- I rendered the audio, so I have to render the audio before I work with it, um, which means I have to switch it, I have to merge it all together, and then have to run it through a condenser to turn it into, uh, into something that's a bit more clear. And then what I do, I tend to do is get it ready to just throw into a... And edit some editing software. What I was going to do was put it into a hard drive, take it with me, <laughs> and then do it in a coffee shop somewhere. I had a meeting in um, in the old market hall in uh, in Shrewsbury uh, yesterday, and I was going to sit and do it. And I went, I whipped out my hard drive, and realised instead of putting the audio onto my hard drive, I put it back on the microphone, which is at home. So uh, I'm a day late. I'm not a day late. I'm a few hours late with this. So uh, here's me editing now, rush editing this. So um, I was chatting to to Daniel Cat on uh, on Threads, which by the way is fantastic. If you've not seen Threads uh, yet, it's uh, basically Mark Zuckerberg has created his own version of Twitter, which is which uh, you know if you if you do social media, it's usually met with a bit of skepticism or more social media but i think people are just going to re- replace that uh twitter with that uh, but i was chatting with daniel cat about um about editing and how long it takes uh, i was meant to do this for two hours yesterday uh, i've been doing this and i've been going for literally it says i've started a top watch stop watch soon the moment i started editing today and it's on exactly one oh one fifty nine. so i've been doing this two hours uh, but that's a bit of procrastination, a bit of coffee making. I had a quick chat with uh, my son on the phone for a little bit, Leon. You, you all know Leon. Um, so, yeah, it's taken me an, an extra two hours out of my day to put this together. But it's beautiful. It's really nice. It's a great bit of audio. And I'm so grateful to have had these people on the show. You're going to hear from John Rag. You're going to hear from the, the the brand new Richard, the artist from Studio 67. Um, you're going to hear John Finn who's a, a deaf artist who's now going blind, uh, who created a, an amazing piece of a piece of art that I just I fell in love with. The High Sheriff, Mandy Thorne, the first time we've spoken to her on this one. Uh, wonderful. Um, uh, Ellie Clifflands, Maggie Love, uh, Julia Goldsmith, Phil Langstaff, Andrew Logan, Jane Beasley, who I've seen at many events and we've not really had the time to speak to her. We just, we just, just never happened. So we finally got to speak to her. That's great. Uh, Julia Lavrenchuk, uh, she's a great artist from Ukraine. And, uh, of course, this is bookended by uh, two great chats with, with John Rag, who invited us along, who's got a great piece there. If you've not been to see the Arts Trail yet, it is still up until August. There is a booklet circulating through town. Um, it's, it's most coffee shops. Uh, a lot of places uh, will have this booklet. Uh, there's also which will tell you where the where the uh, bits of art are being situated, where are situated, where you can see them. Um, there's also uh, if you Google 
Shrewsbury Arts Trail 2023. There's a, a downloadable map as well, which is how I circulated through town uh, and looked at things. But I'll get onto that at the end of this episode. Um, do yourself a favour. Go, go and be a tourist in your own town. Go and take a walk around Shrewsbury and take a look at some of this wonderful art. Most of it you can buy. So if you see a piece there that you really, really like, uh, you can... You can own that piece um so please take a look at the the various locations around town uh, and enjoy this this amazing shrewsbury arts trail that's been painstakingly put together in such a beautiful manner um so but we're going to discover that now we're going to go into this and uh and find out what is the shrewsbury arts trail and why is it so important um i hope you enjoy this episode and i'll catch you guys at the end of it all peace out Hey guys, um, so I'm coming to you today from um, Shrewsbury Museum and Art Gallery. Um, this is for the, the Shrewsbury Arts Trail, which is um, it's going to be open fully tomorrow. And there's an ex a special exhibition being held today um, up in the museum. And we're going to speak to a few, a few people that are contributing uh, to today. We'll speak to some organisers. Um, I got invited today by John Rag. I don't know if you remember a while back we had him on the show. He was a fantastic guest. And you know what? The Shoes with Biscuits all about making friends. And John is someone I definitely made a friend out of from doing the show. And he's invited me along because he wanted to, his piece has been exhibited today. So we're going we're gonna to go find him. We're going to find some interesting people to speak to. This is all about art and culture, which you know we love on this show. So let's go. Let's go find some people. So I've, uh, I've taken a walk into the hall and I found Mr. Rag. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Take, taking everything into consideration. <laughs> yes, yes. I didn't know whether we were going to talk about that today. but um, don't mind. Whatever you want to ask. Yeah, so you've uh, had a diagnosis, haven't you? I have, yeah. I've got prostate cancer. Yeah, and um, what does that do to your mindset? You know, you've got this legacy of work and the things that you've created that can go on. You, you can live in infamy. <laughs> with your work, couldn't you? I guess I could. <laughs> but I've spent most of my life doing it, as you know from our previous interview. I've been a, decided to be an artist since I was a young lad, 11. But uh, I've been successful in spades, but I've never really hit the big time. And here you are today, exhibited alongside Salvador Dali and Banksy and yeah. um, there's some amazing artists, artists here I've seen James Millichamp there He's, um, yeah. I've met him a couple of times too there's some great artists here isn't there? Yeah there really is um, it's very impressive uh, especially for Shrewsbury Absolutely um, now with your, with your diagnosis um, how, much did you, how much did you want to divulge on that I mean how, it must be it must be really hard for you you know well I'm just sanguine about it I, I accept the fact that uh, it can be cured of course and um, it's just going to take two months of solid radiotherapy and then at the end of it I hope to be clear but everything's hit me at once I've just had this cataract done on my right eye and now I've got to go back next week to have this one examined to be done 
But in a way, that's good. It's all concentrated in one period. So by the end of this, you'll be full and fit and... Unable to see. <laughs> you'll have a full MOT. Um, so talk about, tell us about the piece that you've um, supplied today for the Arts Trail. Fourth Kind Crystal. The Fourth Kind Crystal. Yeah, it's based on um, what's known as quasi-crystal geometry. And that was discovered initially as a mathematical idea, purely mathematical. And it basically consists of two units, only two units. One's a fat rhomboid and one's a thin rhomboid. And they can be put together in an infinite number of ways. And they can be put together to produce non-repeating patterns to infinity. And it's a very interesting concept and I'm using it quite a lot in different ways at the moment. It's almost like quantum art. <laughs> because there's like a, a mechanical engine behind it that like you said, can create an infinite amount of patterns. I'm very interested in quantum physics and especially the geometry connected with it. Yeah, to, to describe the piece, I mean, guys, uh, as I'm going to release this, the Arts Trail is up and live until August. Yes. So come and see it. It's a, it's a 2D piece that looks like you could just put your hand inside it. That's what I, how I was describing it. It's a really great looking piece. Thanks. Um, when did you conceive this idea? Oh, it was quite a while back. Yeah. I built it some time ago, but I built a lot of things that are related to it and in paintings, in 2D work. We, uh, we, we met you at the Hive last year. We certainly did. And um, some of the visuals I got from that, just for like reels and TikTok, which is like, it seems like a, a, an eye roller for reels and TikTok. But actually, do you know what? That's some of the finest visuals we've got on our, ever had on our social media. Just going around with a camera and just scanning your artwork, it was such a pleasure for the eye because of the colours and the way you bring things out. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you like it. I did. I really did. <laughs> um, are, are you seeing lots of artists here that you recognise today? Not at all. No. So this is a, an icebreaker for you. Well, yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't know half the artists. And I mean, a lot of the famous ones are obviously dead, so they're not going to be here. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Darley. How, is, how are you today? Well, this is what I mean. Darley's work, people talk about Darley's work. People talk about artists forever. If you can make it like you have, if you can make it like Doodle Boy has, like, like um, you know, some of these fine, the finest Banksies of the world, you, when we talk about living in infamy, people will be talking about your work forever, right? I'd like to get my work in, you know, proper collections if I could, rather than just selling to private individuals. It's very gratifying to sell on any basis. But if you sell to a private individual, basically that work then disappears. Unless it's on loan, like much of the work here or whatever. But um, if it's in a collection or in a museum or an art gallery as part of their permanent collection, it obviously gets seen and then I would hope to get critical attention. Ah, oh, great, because that's the thread I was pulling there with that was... Is that the goal of an artist in general, is to have that piece that lives on forever? certainly is mine. I mean, it has been all the way through. It's just eluded me. And um, when it comes to um, imposter syndrome or anything that might hold you back, is it a case of, I'm a diamond and I'm going to shine? Have you got to give yourself that licence? Yeah, I, I, uh, the, the basis is the drive to work. I have to work regardless of what and that's what's going to sustain me through this next period that we've just talked about yeah well i think it's very inspirational for anybody to go and do what you've done i mean i can't do 
what artists can do. I mean, I, this is what I do, talking to a microphone. Yeah, but that's an art. <laughs> I like to say so too. This is an art, what I do. Yeah. He's looking at me very seriously. I, I agree. I know it is. It's, it's, it's very... Not everybody can do what everybody can do, right? Of course not, no. You know, we've all got our individual strengths. Maybe they overlap with other people's, but not always. I like that. Thank you. You are emboldening me as we, do, as we talk. Is there any pieces here? Are there any pieces here that you've had a good look at yet that you, that you recognise or, or like? I don't recognise any, any of them. I mean, I'm quite familiar with Dali's work, but I have to confess, I didn't even know he'd made large bronze sculptures. <laughs> I went to, I've been to two of his exhibitions, one in Bruges and one in Venice, right? And I, there were like sketchbooks and sketchbooks yeah. and big, but there was, there was like millions of pieces. Very interesting. I, I tend to prefer Dali's earlier work. When he got um, to America, he actually did then, he became the first art businessman, and I think his work suffered as a result of that. So do you think the controversy sort of switched him into a different kind of artist then? He hit I think he was very influenced by Gala, his wife, who was very commercial-minded, shall we say. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, though, since I've started doing The Biscuit, five years coming up, Art has changed for me because I used to look at art and think, oh yeah, that's cool. But I haven't spoken to so many artists and haven't so been to so many events. I look at pieces like this now and they genuinely move me. Like I've, I've learned an awful lot. Yeah. Like this, this for example, we're looking at um, San Francis. San Francis, and this very famous um, early um, American artist in the fifties, sixties. He was very big, and he did massive work as well. Yeah. I didn't know who, I didn't know who Sam Francis was, so I'm learning even more. Right. Yeah. And th- th- this is what this is all about. So this has been around for a long time, and every time some young person or somebody like me who didn't know about them sees it, it inspired the inspiration starts all over again. Right. Good. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. I think this whole concept, you know, that um, Jessica Richards has got together really with the help of all the other people, it's amazing. And I mean, Shrewsbury should really be proud of what she's doing and pump as much energy into helping her as possible. She's already thinking about next year's uh, trail, which I believe the theme is going to be uh, light. I think that could be very, uh, very exciting. That, that can be, that, that can be uh, thought of in many different ways. Absolutely. You, you obviously very familiar with Andy McEwan. Of course. He literally works with light. Yes. Uh, we'll probably see him here tonight, actually, I imagine. Sorry? <laughs> we'll probably see him here tonight, I imagine. You won't. He's gone for his annual holidays to Ross Niger. Oh, has he? Oh, OK. <laughs> it's all right for some, isn't it? <laughs> well, um, Jess, um, I, I'm, we're not allowed to speak to her today because she, she doesn't do very well with microphones. She says, she's like, don't come and put the microphone in my face, Alex. That's what she said. But Jess, if you're going to listen to this well done for doing what you've done I mean not only has she created something that is worthy of this town but people are talking about this across the whole country yeah. there's, there's Salvador pieces in Shrewsbury that have never been in the UK before yeah I mean it's uh, she's already been covered by the Guardian I think television's been here it's a shame they're not here tonight well they've got the biscuits next best thing yeah. <laughs> right okay so what we're going to do is we're going to find some interesting people to speak to yeah you go and enjoy some art and I'll, I'll come back to you. Thanks, Alex. Thank you for inviting me today.
Lovely. More than welcome. Oh, wicked. Fantastic. From the inside pocket. I've just been given two tickets to a new studio, Studio 67. I've, the, the mic's live. Oh, you got to okay. say hello now. That's uh, it. Well, hello to everyone. Uh, we're opening tomorrow. It's after 40 years in the chemical industry, I've left and decided to pursue art. And hopefully, fingers crossed, I won't bankrupt the family. <laughs> and what's your name, sir? Uh, Richard Royal. Richard, well, thank you yeah. so much for these tickets. So, oh, well, it's uh, great, and we'll see you there. There's plenty of drinks on the go tomorrow. Um, we hope to get a lot of people in. Hank Marvin are there doing uh, like a food fair event. And also we've got the Arts Trail doing their thing. So with a bit of luck, there'll be a lot of footfall and it'll be a nice opening. Uh, but come along and we'll try and entertain you. And hopefully you'll leave drunk. <laughs> That'd be really nice. Um, wearing your heart on a sleeve like this, oh. on a big scale like this, building up to something like that. What is that like? It's pretty stressful, actually. I thought... I, I thought working uh, for the chemical business was stressful, but when you're actually doing it for yourself, you start to care about every little detail of what's going on. And honestly, I've become so picky about uh, the. Uh, but Lucy's done great for us. She's our social media manager. She's like controlling all the stuff that's going on. She, even the font of all the posters and everything's got to be on theme all the emails are going to be on theme everything there's so much in it very so important much, yeah so when much it, more when it comes to creating your own identity for what it is you want to do uh, when it comes to the minuscule things like fonts and colours and themes it's really important right oh. it's massively important yeah I think we want to, you know, get Dad's vision out there, and it's it's very inspiring for me to have him follow his dream to be an artist after 30 years in the chemical industry, 39, 39. <laughs> and um, I think it's just really inspiring, and it's incredible that you've had the opportunity to get this space in the parade, which is such a great shopping centre, um, and just to open it and live your dream, really. And then if I can help you in any way with making sure everything's on brand and it seems, you know, we want people to recognise Studio 67 when they see something, whether it's in context or not. We're following kind of Andy Warhol's ethos where we want to make art accessible to everyone. So keep the price low uh, yeah, and, and make it accessible rather than being threatening as it sometimes is when you go into a gallery it can be threatening and unfriendly we did a lot of research we went to Paris went around Saint-Germain looked at how their art quarter around the galleries and they're normally bright white with a surly Frenchman in the background so <laughs> there, there will be no surly Frenchman at the back of Studio 67 there'll just be somebody welcoming you with a coffee and a drink and hopefully just talking you through the art and we aim to keep it that uh, that kind of Warhol thing the factory art thing where I, everyone can have a bit of original art I can tell you that that is a huge huge thing I went to a gallery in Liverpool a few months ago and it was where do you know Disney the artist Disney yeah um, he I went and saw that's where he usually puts all of his art you know and they were so welcoming in there that we had really long conversations about art and when can someone can open up like that rather than be like, eh, here, here, here. you know, that is really, really. I, I think that it, it is really important because obviously I've been an art lover all my life, but I felt threatened by some galleries because you go in and you think, 
there's kind of a, a there's almost kind of a, a class system works within the art world and I think you've got to break that down because everybody everybody loves art we all have a bit of art in our homes whether it's wallpaper or family photographs or anything and it, it's it, it's making it accessible and making people welcome that's what we're aiming to do well I've come here with John Rag today who's got a piece over here the diamond piece over there um, yeah. He's a wonderful artist, and he just shouted at me because I was like, "Well, I can't do what you do, John." And he's like, "Well, nobody can do this." And I was like, "Well, I'm just talking to a microphone." But well, I've oh, got every, everyone needs to find their own like capability and their own. Everyone, I think, art is what's inside you. I think if people find their way of expressing art, then it can do so many things. Like it can help with mental health. It can. It's a very mindful act. Although mindful is a buzzword, it's a very mindful activity because once well, you, when, I, you, when you're focusing on doing something, you're not doing anything else, you're not thinking about anything else. So. Thank you. That's really, really important. It's, you know, because that is the best part about what I do is when I'm talking to you guys now and we're deep in conversation, I'm not thinking about the bills. I'm not thinking about what I'm doing tomorrow or whether I've... Uh, did I leave the oven on? I hope I didn't. But, you know, it's like... It is just true. If you've got focus... Well, I'm, I'm yeah. saying, when I, when I paint, I, I don't drink or eat when I get in the zone. Do you have to remind him to eat? Yeah, we do have to remind him to eat. I think the best thing is you just... You, everything else around you falls away and you are just... You're in that moment, you're creating that piece of art and you're just enjoying yourself and nothing else really matters at that point in time. Can I Until it all goes wrong. And, can I just say that he texted me earlier and said, could you just bring us four Greg sausage rolls? You know, To so be fair, his was the end of a long day. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> that's really, really funny. It is good. And, and, and a spouse that supports an oh, artist. Yeah, she, she's great. I, I haven't painted for a long time and she encouraged me to paint again. And uh, I picked it up and then never stopped. And now, obviously, we've had to get the studio because she's fed up of me making a mess at home. <laughs> no, well, it's true though I think for some reason he was suppressing himself and I was thinking why aren't you painting why aren't you doing this he's like well I don't know I think well that's not a good enough excuse just do it then he started doing it and he can't stop and I'm like <laughs> oh my god so you know and it's it's just fab and like, we're all the whole family's involved in it in some kind of form be it like social media or creating we're all involved in it which is great because it gives us something to do together which is yeah it's good yeah, yeah it's good, good it's good for all of us one of the analogies i give for good art you know i talk about hungry artists hungry whether it comes from passion whether it comes from the will to survive i talk about the arctic monkeys right because those first yeah, yeah. two arctic monkeys albums were sublime amazing and then they weren't a starving band anymore and it kind of oh my god that. i am i'm so with you and i think the arctic monkeys not that I'm I think what they lost is um, the poorness they, they had something to sing about when they were poor and they were gritty and real and then all of a sudden what do you sing about when you're a multimillionaire living in LA what where's your gritty passion well, I've got something to say I'd like to be I think living in LA and a multimillionaire yeah. <laughs> and also stop painting and lose my inspiration I'd love that then the art galleries would change I'm pretty sure I think that happens to every artist. Kind of, you reach that kind of level where you think, "Oh, 
I never thought I'd get here. What do I do now? And you always think I'm not going to do navel gazing. But they always do because it's what the Beatles did and what the Stones did. And I think Alex Turner, unfortunately, was a bit of a pastiche of himself, a bit of a caricature of himself. He will find himself but again. He will he'll find, find himself. He'll find himself again, absolutely. I think it's a case of getting over yourself, which is... A, a, but look at mean, Bowie. No, look, yeah, no, well, Bowie look, did the same. No, Sides of me now. I mean, <laughs> I mean, look at, I mean, Bowie never really kind of. He had his personas. He had his Ziggy Stardust, Thin White Duke, and he had all that. But kind of Bowie owned it. But somehow, I think because Arctic Monkeys started off as that guttural working class band. It looks like they've betrayed the working class because they've elevated above it, whereas Bowie started off as, like, Ziggy... Well, he didn't start off, but the mainstream of him was Ziggy Stardust, and then he went Thin White Duke, and then he went to his Young Americans phase, and then he went to his Berlin phase. Do, do you have a Ziggy Stardust? Yeah, yeah. Out of your art? <laughs> I, I mean... Do, 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 do. Literally, I'm obsessed with Bowie. There's, there's four portraits of Bowie in the gallery uh, with in different phases of his life you so really edit this, right? yeah. <laughs> oh no I'm gonna, I'm gonna put like funny music and sound effects and but I do believe that uh, the Arctic Monkeys will find themselves again whether it no me know. too I, I really think they will I think they'll be they'll, everybody goes through this phase everyone and really, when you think about it, Alex Turner's probably thinking, oh, my God, have I got a play? He's a big okay, fan of the show, by the way. He'll definitely right. listen to yeah, it. Yeah. Well, right. He doesn't want to sing the same things as he sang when he was 20, does he? No offence, Alex, no offence. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Studio 67. I, I had a studio in the parade um, a couple of years ago, and it's a very fine place, as in a, as in a recording studio. As in The Biscuit. Yeah, yeah, we used to, I used to have a studio in there, people used to come and record there. But then uh, we were making use of the empty units. I was like, yo, I'm really yeah, poor. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Give us a studio. I record at home and come to events like this. I'm very, friend- I'm very good friends with a lot of really nice establishments, got some great collaborators, intrus. But yesterday we were, we were recording on the picnic boat with Sabrina. Talk about river safety. You know, we, we've got I some love really. The Sabrina. Uh, who are you? Oh, Shrewsbury Biscuit. I'm the Shrewsbury Biscuit. Shrewsbury Biscuit. I'm the, uh, <laughs> I'm the biscuit guy. I thought she was quoting the who then. Who are you? Who are you? Who, who? <laughs> Please no. <laughs> right, okay. Well, this is fantastic. It opens tomorrow. Thank you very I much. I might pop by. Uh, and yeah, pop by. Like I say, there's a few drinks. Hey, give um, golden uh, tickets. No, no, no. I can't. Golden tickets are on random. They just get pulled out. There's uh, 20. Yeah. Amongst all the tickets we're handing out, and we're going to hand out loads at the Hank Marvin Food uh, Fair tomorrow. There's 20 golden tickets, and if you get a gold leaf ticket, um, then you get an extra 10 entries into the draw for an original oil painting of Marilyn Monroe. So wonderful! An original. So they look they look like uh, screen prints, but they're not. They're original oils. That's the that's the vibe. Also, there's a quiz that we've got going. If you can come into the gallery and name all the subjects of every portrait yeah. there's a hundred pound off voucher I'll tell you what let's I'm going to give you my card well, you, if you find me on social media drop yeah. me a message that's probably easier um, let's organise a sit down proper interview we'll sit there for a good hour yeah. come into the gallery we'll have a sit down and a chat and then you can see the stuff as well while we're 
thank you for this. Wish you the best of luck. You're in a great place for it. I've just been walking around. I've just seen uh, Mike Perkins. I've just seen... Who's there? Yeah, one, of the, one of the biggest comic book artists on the I've planet. I've seen a guy who said he was Banksy, but I caught him out and he's not. <laughs> <laughs> I no. said, uh, how about your show in Glasgow? He said, yeah, they did really well. I mean, they, I mean me. Not done yet. not on yet. Yeah. Right, thank you so much for chatting to me. Cheers. Our social media, where can people find you? Oh, uh, Studio 67, Shrewsbury. Brilliant. Nice chatting to you guys. Thank you. What's the artwork? Um, do you want to introduce yourself? Cause no. You don't? <laughs> You're the conduit. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just a listener. Brilliant. Thank you so much for bringing That's this to right. my attention. Thank you so much. Can we introduce this fine gentleman today? My name's Finn. John Finn. And I'm from Ironbridge. Um, I grew up as grew up as a sighted person, but now a few years back I become registered blind, so I can hardly see anything now. So no more than a meter. Yeah, before I was a filmmaker and an animator, but now since I've become registered blind, I've had to give up that side of things either filmmaking and animation and gone more into art and I've created this piece here that we're looking at here and this is based on a memory of mine from when I was a sighted person um, I went to visit Barcelona and they have some beautiful cathedrals there hasn't fin- been finished yet went right up to the top of the tower just to have a view of Barcelona but I noticed people looking down at something and it's actually a hole in the ground just at the top of the tower so I looked down there and I realised there's a massive hole and all the way down to the bottom there's just a sheer drop and that kind of oof, shocked me really and had an effect on me and I had to pretty much crawl away away from the hole on my hands and knees and that was my first experience of having vertigo so I've created that as uh, based on my memory from that yeah so so it's from when I was a sighted person so it's a memory from them Fantastic. So, you did this while you were hard of sight? Yep, 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 yep. I did that uh, as a a blind person. Yes, I do rely on a lot of technology in order to produce my work. So, it kind of reduces things and enlarges things. So, I can work on them enlarge and then reduce them. So, you know, you could actually bring them up to an extreme size and then when you go to print, you reduce them. I would never be able to do that as it is in this scale at the moment. So I do rely on technology to enlarge things whilst I work on them, then you reduce them back to their actual size. As someone who is gradually going blind, as I understand it... No, no, I'm already blind, so I'm registered blind, but um, the next step is I'm going to go even more blind, as it were. So it's uh, time for me, really, essentially, is running out in terms of the sight that I've got left. So it's just what I'm actually doing is trying to use the memories. And memories I would describe as being very fragile. So you can't remember everything, all the details. Some of it kind of fades away. So, you know, I can't remember what snowdrops look like specifically. So, yeah, yeah, you can actually, if you enlarge them, I could probably see them. But um, in order to see them as they appear in nature, no, that's not happening these days. And to be able to have a piece like this 
at an event like this what does that mean for you it means a lot to me really because as a deaf-blind person it's you know you've got exhibitions like this with other people here so I, I could actually just become inverted really hide in my shell but yeah what I've been doing is kind of like haptic art really it's kind of more tactile but then yeah so to be invited here and to exhibit here was really really special and how extensive is your catalogue of work since you started losing your sight are you speeding up to get it done in time yeah it's quite new really and quite new to the art world really so it was just kind of I assumed it was kind of high brown and probably hard for me to actually access and fit into this world but um, it's good for me to actually make this kind of an interpretation of my work and what I see and put it into my work so to be part of this must mean elation for you absolutely yeah yeah it's yeah as a blind person you know, I never thought that this would happen that I'd actually be able to exhibit here when I was filmmaking and doing animations I never really thought about the artwork that you know I'd have art world I'd ever be involved in it but you know being able to actually be in here it's been difficult getting it it's been a long journey but that's who I am I'm here now and it's great so to actually have this art this work selected to be exhibited yeah I feel you know it's one of the strength strong pieces of work that I've done so it's a kind of fits into movement as well if you actually look at it you can feel that kind of movement going on in the frame I think it's wonderful I really do I think when you talk about the drop with that context it almost makes me feel queasy yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of the art or something, I've yeah, you know, as I say, I can't see, but it's uh, it's all coming from the memories really, and actually putting those kind of the memories of movement and also visual memories as well in there. So it's almost in a way kind of childlike as well. Um, so it's kind of sometimes time and the visual aspects of time are almost like frozen. Yeah, so a lot of my work is from when I was younger, from my youth. So it's based on how I remember things growing up as a young person. And now I'm getting older now, so it's obviously... I'm going to try and make the works kind of match my age, really. It's really quite difficult to explain where I'm at and where I'm going with it, you see. Sometimes um, I will will dream um, an idea and I will have to get up and write it down and act upon it. Do you have a, have a dream about art and have to make something from that dream? Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, thank you so much for chatting to me today. Thank you. Thank you. Where can thank people you. find your art? Can they see it online anywhere? Um, at the moment, I'm new to the art world, so I'm just trying to develop a website. I'm not particularly good at that side of things, but I'm certainly trying, so I, yeah, believe me, I'm trying. Um, can, I, can I get you to introduce yourself as well? You've done a fantastic job as an interpreter. I'm Paul Shiraki, Sign Language Interpreter. Well, thank you so much for chatting to me today. No problem. Thank you very much.
I found the High Sheriff, Manny Vaughan, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. It's just fab to be here. Um, how have, how's things been for you since your appointment? Have you had a good time? It's, it's been amazing. Just being able to go all the way around the county, go to see amazing organisations, meet brilliant people. Um, how fortunate, how privileged I am. It's wonderful. Sounds like a great time. Uh, and today to be like, uh, like what seems like the epicentre of inspiration and seeing all these amazing artists. I was just speaking to a gentleman that is both deaf and blind. Oh, my goodness. And he's created this amazing piece over here, this, this circular piece. Yeah, there is some amazing art here. I mean, one of the reasons that you found me standing where I am is that actually a friend of ours has um, a piece on, on display. Wow. So, which is amazing. So, Ellie, um, she's made the an engraving. It's a lovely engraving of Morris dancers in the square here in Shrewsbury. So... Um, and as my husband is actually on the engraving because my husband is a Morris dancer. Little known fact, I'm a high sheriff with a Morris dancing husband. <laughs> I love that. We'll yeah, have to, everybody laughs. We'll have to put that on a plaque somewhere. I think so, don't you? Absolutely. <laughs> I, was, I was at the food festival at the weekend, yeah. seeing the Morris dancers dancing in the blazing heat, and I was like, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, that was, he was one of those. And uh, while that was going on, which I'm told was amazing, I was in South Shropshire. I was at the um, young, South Shropshire Young People's Forum and then on to Clun to have a look at the open gardens. Wow. So amazing, yeah. How tiring is it to go from one place to another to another? Because you must be at some, something different every day. I am doing something just about every day. And yes, it's, it's actually it's remembering what organization, what, what, to be, what to say sometimes. But I have great briefing notes. Everybody's really kind. And as I said, I'm just really fortunate. It's a brilliant thing to do. I feel you. There, there are so many people here that I've met. I've met hundreds of people a year, um, and I see faces, and I'm like, oh, I don't know who that is, but I know. I just saw it's just taking me like a few minutes to remember the name David Waterhouse. I've just yeah. seen him now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go speak to him because he's he shouted at me on my podcast, rightly so, because he said, "When's the last time you came to your local museum?" I was like, "Oh, it was about a year ago," and he was like. Well, you should visit more often then. It was so well, brilliant. Actually, I loved it. He's right. I yeah, mean, absolutely. I, I try and come here. I love this building. I love the museum. Just be able to wander around. And they do some really good stuff for the wider community in here as well. I came to a great session singing for the brain. So um, singing and music for people with dementia. Oh, wonderful. Which was amazing. I mean, that's sort of, you know, my background is looking after people with dementia. So for, to be able to come and join in with an afternoon session very very special make sure you visit your museums folks yeah I'd love to invite you on the biscuit properly so we can sit down and have uh, an hour sit down and also we're doing pod aid again this year in in November that's what you did with Lee and Davis didn't you that's right yes which yeah I've heard all about it maybe you can come to that too maybe for come. I would love to if if I've got the gap in my diary I will come along I could talk for Britain that's what we need on a podcast absolutely (laughs) absolutely. thank you so much and good luck with everything going forward thank you and it's so lovely to see you and you and you take care so I'm Alex I'm from the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast would you like to introduce yourself hi I'm Ellie Clifflands and I'm a wood engraver a wood engraver and what have you brought today so I have the print Shrewsbury Morris which is the team I am part of you this yes that's that's engraving yes it is wood engraving yep and it took about two weeks to engrave the detail on that is just phenomenal genuinely blow me away tiny tools (laughs) I mean how 
how, how young were you when you decided that this is what you wanted to do? I mean, like this, this is like raw talent. I found it about five years ago, so 24. Wow. Yeah. And is this, is this something you just pick up and run with? I, it, I started off doing woodcut, which it, you work along the grain, and someone said I was trying to put too much detail in, and they said it was more like wood engraving, which is on the end grain, and I just had a go and fell in love with it. I think it's the, it's the feel of the wood for me, it's the texture, it's the noise. Yeah. Um, what I'm looking at, by the way, is, uh, is an image of the, of the town square, some Morris dancers, and the buildings, bearing in mind this is an engraving, have, have the most immaculate detail. It's wonderful. Thank you. And what does it mean for you to be uh, displayed here today? Um, oh, I feel so lucky, and to be in my hometown and have a piece of work that the whole town can see is really special. It is special, and you've got a great talent. I'd love to get you on the show sometime, talk about your, your, your you and what that'd you do. That would be amazing, yes, that would be nice. Can people follow you on social media or see what you're, catch, what you're doing? Yep, I'm on Instagram, just Ellie Clifflands, and I have a website as well, and I'm also on Etsy. Brilliant. Thank you for chatting to me today. Thank you very much. Wonderful, thank, thank you. you. So I found the one, the only, the amazing Maggie Love. How are you? Hello, lovely to see you. It's been a while. Yes. But then that happens, doesn't it? Waves go around like that. And I have been busy planning John Weaver. John Weaver. Who is this John Weaver fella? I, I, I know, but yes. tell the people. Shrewsbury Dancing Master from 1673, born here in Shrewsbury. His father was a Shrewsbury Dancing Master as well, here at Shrewsbury School. And although they moved to Bath as a family, his dad sent John Weaver the junior back to Shrewsbury to go to Shrewsbury School. So, educated right here in Shrewsbury. Off he goes to London to learn some dance techniques, sits around in the courts and uh, learns all the latest dance notation, the French dance notation, and lo and behold, starts choreographing his own versions of ballet opera, which we would call ballet d'auction. So they've got lots of gestures, a little bit of song still, lots of acting and an enormous amount of dance and beautiful Baroque music. And he becomes the top choreographer, producer of a production called The Loves of Mars of Venus in 1717. And then he says, OK, that's it, I've hit the top. I'll go back to Shrewsbury for a little while and raise more of my family. And then he goes back to London again and he comes back again and sadly his first wife dies in childbirth. So he marries again and after 12 children he lives to 87 years of age which is remarkable for the 18th century. Absolutely remarkable. So it must be all down to the dancing, right? Right, your brain is a marvel to me. <laughs> you can just, there's no paperwork here. There's no dates in front of Maggie. <laughs> no. Reels it off. It's all coming out of my head, yeah. And that's yeah. because dance is a huge passion of yours. Well, yes. So I found out about John Weaver when I was studying O-level ballet too many years ago to even mention it. <laughs> quite a few decades ago. Let's just say we were just one year away from having celebrated the 300th anniversary. So you can do the math very quickly because this is the 350th anniversary. So I was studying O-level ballet and I came across John Weaver, Shrewsbury Dancing Master in the history of ballet and I went, well, why don't I know about him? Here am I in Shrewsbury. Why don't I know about this guy? And so, well, not We should be that, saying huh? we've got Charles Darwin and John Weaver. Yeah, we should. We should be saying all of those things. 
and John Weaver was buried in Old St Chad's which happened to be right across the road from where I was living and still am to this day but I can't find his grave because sadly that church fell down um, a decade or so after he was buried there but he was buried in the south aisle inside the church that's how important he was Wow. Yeah, really the, important. Obviously, sounds like one of the greatest pioneers of ballet. Ballet and, and really the root of English pantomime, because in those days, the combination of doing a lot of gestures and mime to tell the story is what it's all about in ballet. So this is why this is the root of English pantomime as well as the root of English ballet, because the Commedia dell'arte group from Italy has just come over to Europe, the rest of Europe, and gone, hey, do you want to try these expressions and gestures in your new productions? And so this is why this is the root of English pantomime as well. Do you know what we need? Yeah. We need a Netflix documentary on this guy. Woo! Wouldn't that be amazing? So Netflix, I know you listen to my show. Yeah. Get in touch. <laughs> Let's get Lucy Wagner on it, one of the great historians for television. Let's really tell the story of Don't John need him, we've got you. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll be a part of it, of course. <laughs> but I've got some amazing Baroque music and some reenactment of John Weaver's dance, The Loves of Mars of Venice, the production. That's happening at Theatre 7 on the 350th anniversary of his birth the 21st of July and there's still a few tickets available there's going to be a workshop about gestures and mime on the 22nd and there's a fabulous dance showcase on the 15th of July in St Mary's Church and there's um, a secret flash mob going to happen as well (laughs) on Pride Hill we're not going to tell you when, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'd love to see that happen. Yeah, that's, yeah and a good, a good 30-odd dancers are going to be dancing that day. Um, so remarkable, and over 100 in St Mary's Church. Well, me and you need to get our heads together then, don't we? We do. Let's uh, spend some more time together over the next couple of weeks, Alex. Well, it's always more. lovely to see you. Lovely to see you and, too, um, I hope. I, what do you think tonight, by the way? What, oh, I am so happy about this. So, yes, I have to, I have to fly the flag and say two years ago when... Yes, it completed the first arts trail. It was so stunning. I was so happy to see meant so much quality. I said, what about 2023? How about a theme? Something to do with this guy, John Weaver, and they came up with movement. And I said, yep, perfect. It's the perfect compliment to John Weaver. Definitely so. compliments Darley as well. <laughs> well, Dar- Darley is absolutely spot on for Weaver with all of its gestures. Absolutely. And, I mean, th- these are really not straightforward characters at all. You are talking comedy cl- characters with a twist. So, yeah, absolutely perfect that Darley also kept, became a part of this. This is a fabulous exhibition as are all the exhibitions across town. Very exciting. I know people can just Google it, but do you know a good resource if people want to read about John Weaver? Do you know where to go? So there is a fabulous page on original Shrewsbury that I wrote and then sent into them and they put all the images in and it gives you a great background and history of him. Wonderful. There you go. There you go. Thank you, Maggie, for chatting to me. I hope My you have pleasure. a great evening. All right, you too. So there are many pieces of art here at the at the Museum Art Gallery, and some of them aren't still. Some of them are moving on a screen, and uh, I found uh, the creator of Once on Screen. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name's Julia Goldsmith. I'm from Hereford, so I've travelled a little way today, but it's good to be here. To see your piece um, displayed amongst Salvador Dali, Banksy, and some of them, some truly incredible art. How does that feel for you? Yeah, it's just so nice because obviously as when you're creating it can be quite insular so it's it changes it completely when you put it into an exhibition space and you 
witness other people seeing it is quite it's a bit nerve-wracking to be honest but it's <laughs> but it's good to get it get the work out there for people to see it i've um, i've spoken to i've been to art installations from all around shrewsbury and shropshire spoken to artists that are selling art displaying art and it's all about like wearing your heart on the sleeve in the in the most vulnerable kind of way isn't it mm. because you're watching people react like you just said yeah. to your piece um are, are you uh, are you surprised and, and and you know are you pleased yeah no it's nice i mean i think having the video is quite a nice element in amongst the kind of more static stuff on the wall it just changes it up a bit because you've got sculpture paintings drawing and then having the video that's a really nice I see Luke, element Luke Crump there as well <laughs> some really good things um, tell us about your art then where, did, where does it come from is this a lifelong um, journey um, of yours well not really um, I mean I'm professionally I'm a filmmaker um, but uh, recently I've been studying at Hereford College of Arts doing a degree a fine art degree so it's kind of per- I'm doing more personal work now that's you know come to me later in life really but that's that's good <laughs> that's fantastic i love that we were talking about hungry artists yeah and you know you know you talk about rock bands that are young and hungry and that desires there but when you've lived a life uh, attached to the ball and chain of work and yeah. stuff and all of a sudden you've got this time and this passion to go out and make art that for me is a hungry artist isn't it so you've suddenly got this drive to make your own things and making them your own way and how's that, how was that as a journey for you? Yeah, well, it, I mean, sometimes it can feel like you're being too self-indulgent and you should be still doing all of the other things, but it's just very liberating, yeah. It just feels like really kind of serious play. It's kind of being playful, but taking it seriously and really investing time into it and energy it's good yeah wonderful and where can people find your art if they want are you online have you got a um, social yeah, media yeah I've got an Instagram page Julia Mary Goldsmith yeah brilliant I expect a follow from the Shoes and Biscuit then I'll give you a follow thank um, you make sure you guys as well follow her art and well done for getting displayed on such a, a great occasion as well yeah thank you very much thank nice you. to thank speak to you thanks for chatting so I'm stood on one of my favourite places in Shrewsbury this balcony that looks over the museum um as nice as the art is here, I've, there have been many times I've come, come for a, a long, arduous walk around the museum, come up here with my son, and just taking a breather <laughs> up on this balcony. But today we're surrounded by art. Uh, would you like to introduce, introduce yourself to my listeners? Um, yeah, my name's Phil Langstaff. I'm the project manager for the Arts Trail. Um, I know this is a, 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 a trail, a, a, an event that's growing and growing. Something, there was a hush then, did you hear that? Yeah, there was a hush then, yeah. I don't know if there's going to be a speech. Um, it's, it's growing and growing, isn't it? It's, it's... It has, yeah. I mean, the, the first year um, we were emerging out of the pandemic. Jess Richards, who's the founder of this, wanted to do something positive for the town. Um, so we put on the arts trail. It, it was really aimed just at uh, local artists. Um, and we had sort of a significant number of venues taking part. But then... Last year, we started to introduce the sort of high-end arts uh, as a way of attracting more people to the town so we could expose those people to the local artists as well. Because um, it was always our aim to promote the local artists, basically. To draw uh, people and go, oh, do you, have you had a look, Luke Crump as well? You, you yeah, exactly, yeah. And then it's got bigger and bigger. So because this year, Jess being the big thinker that she is, thought, well, let's bring over some Dali sculptures from Switzerland, you know, which have never been... Uh, never been exhibited in the UK before so it's a real real coup for Shrewsbury Town really the egg from last year Andrew Logan's egg mm-hmm. was one of the most photographed things in Shrewsbury 
throughout the whole year last year. I've saw, as someone who's permanently attached to social media, I saw thousands of pictures of that egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surely that must be a great seller for someone in Switzerland that goes, oh, I don't really want to let this piece of art go. But then you explain to them the growth yes. of something like this. And I think that's exactly what happened. Um, the, the company that loaned us the Dalis, it's called Dali Universe, they had heard about what we'd done with the Andrew Logan sculpture trail. I think, like you say, they, they realised the potential um, for giving it some exposure over, over here, you know, given the, the enthusiasm we had for, for making it happen, basically. The devil, it's just behind you there, Andrew Logan. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as um, you're a project manager yep. of, of this, yep. how much of this project have you had to manage and how, how difficult was it? Um, so well, it's a very small team and basically the, the core team is myself, Jess and Ross Callahan. We've had help from other people as well, but it does mean as a project manager, I didn't have that many people to delegate to, so I usually end up doing it yourself. So it's kind Sometimes of, that's the best way. Well, <laughs> yeah, except, as you can imagine, there's a lot of work gone into this yeah. uh, to put on something of this scale involving all the organisations. We've got 18 different venues taking part this year. We've had submissions from over 150 artists, over 300 submissions. And, and we've had to be a bit more selective with the local art this year because last year we were able to exhibit absolutely everything because we had space for it. This year we just didn't have enough space for 300 pieces of work, basically. So, yeah, it's, a, you know, we've, we've, it's been a lot of work, but very enjoyable, very rewarding. And um, to see it come off is, is hugely gratifying, really. Well, I've been speaking to some of the artists today uh, I've, I've got pieces uh, exhibited and I've got to tell you the pride that people feel having their pieces here today and I guess throughout certain places around town as well is incredible so you know congratulations for you guys for actually inspiring some hungry artists as well some people that really needed this you know? yeah that, and that as I said before that was that was always the driver behind this we wanted to we, we have a lot of very creative uh, people in Shropshire and, and beyond. We wanted to give them a platform to, you know, really show off their work, uh, and at the same time, make art more accessible to to the people of Shropshire, basically. So, you know, it, that's why it's a free event uh, for for people to do the trail. Um, they can go around, and now we've we've introduced the internationally renowned artists as a way of attracting more people to the town. So that benefits businesses in the town as well. So there's a real kind of cohesion about the whole thing, I think, really. What I love about it as well is that in amongst... I think every single piece has its own amazingness about it, you know? And, like, you know, I was chatting to Ellie about her wood, wood craving, the wood craving over there. Yes. It's a small piece. Yes. Which means you've got to take some time to really look at these pieces of art because yes. in amongst that there is diamond there. Yes, absolutely. And that's, that's, that's really incredible. Yeah, there's literally hundreds of hours of, of work gone into that piece. Ellie, Ellie um, submitted a, a piece last year which was also in the exhibition and, and we were just amazed at the, the, the detail she achieves in a, a wood engraving like that. It's just phenomenal. Well, one of the beauties this year, I think, is, um, if anything, the standard's gone up from last year and we've got much more kind of diversity. So we've got some videos submitted for the first time. So we're really pleased to be able to include those. Um, probably more 3D work this year as well. well so, the, yeah. With the theme being movement as well, it's kind of like, it really does add to it, doesn't it? You know, um, I've got to say, 
Um, I've got a friend, Jane Pickworth. She's put a piece yes, in today. Yes. And she's so, so proud. Um, yeah. so I, a, I hung Jane's today, actually, in the, uh, in the parade shopping centre. She got confused. She was like, take a picture of my piece. I said, no, I'm going to the museum. But <laughs> <laughs> I will definitely get it this weekend, me and my son. We're going to go for a walk around Shrewsbury and we're going to get some pictures and stuff. Because ultimately, that's what this is for, isn't it? To bring people into Shrewsbury, yeah. go and get some food and go and cook, get some culture. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm going to be operating a sort of B&B for the next two months. Because <laughs> I've got so many of my friends who've said, oh, we'd like to come and visit and go around the trail. So, um, yeah, I'm going to be busy in a different way for the next couple of months, I think. Well, brilliant. Well, thank you so much, and, and Jess, uh, and Ross as well. Is Ross about somewhere? And Ross is playing in a band tonight, so... Um, Selfish. Along with, Selfish. Along with Charlie Adlard, apparently. I'd yeah, they're at um, Heel, aren't they? Is that what, yeah, I, I didn't know. Ross is a wonderful guy. Honestly, I, I, I remember I was on the scout for some music. A little bit of music that I could yeah. put on the background. Fired me some music straight away. What a lovely guy. So supportive of the biscuit. Oh, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been, a, it's been a pleasure working with him and Jess on this. I mean, it's, it's very rewarding because they're such great, great people as well, yeah? Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for chatting to me today. No problem. Thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. So I've, I've, uh, I've bumped into the world-renowned Andrew Logan, um, who, if you took a picture of his amazing installation last year, which was, I think, probably one of the most photographed things in Shrewsbury, in the history of Shrewsbury. <laughs> How did that feel to see? Well, they honoured. I mean, it's the, we're talking about the Cosmic Egg, of course. Of course. Five metres tall, two and a half metres across, three quarters of a tonne outside the castle. Absolutely. And, uh, well, it's, for me, it's, it's where we've come from and where we're all going. Wonderful. And uh, it has galaxies and all over its surface with the primordial ocean in between. And, and it reflects, it's like, it's like a black hole. So it sucks in all the images around it. But it also gives out this its mirror, so it, it reflects everything around it. So I, it's, it is a very powerful piece. And this is what I wanted to say, is that it's amazing how many pictures that were taken of it. Yes. But you had to get up close and personal to see the intricacies yes. of it. Yes. Um, how long does a piece, like, how long did that egg take to make? Now, it was originally commissioned by the GLC for their Easter parade in Battersea Park. And the theme was peace. I'd just been to India and um, I was preparing an Indian show for the Commonwealth Institute in London and the cosmic egg, I kept seeing this cosmic egg, cosmic egg and I thought, oh, I better build a cosmic egg and then I had this commission and my brother Richard and myself, we worked in the um, loading bay of not this works, workshops of the GLC which was in East London and we created that piece in three weeks wow it looks like it would be painstakingly made for years well it was night and day it was tough uh-huh. I mean, our fingers were all bandaged by the time we finished and uh, no but it's that's the intensity as well because my work is like that it's very intense and you need to put the energy into it to get the energy you feel that energy coming out absolutely and uh, and there the, the cosmic egg was born and, and then at the end, Mrs. Thatcher dissolved, as you know, she dissolved GLC. So suddenly the Cosmic Egg was left alone, nowhere to go. So they very kindly presented it to me, which and then I, and now it's in my little museum in, in Bedeu. Were you like, oh, 
thanks because it's huge <laughs> where am I going to put this <laughs> I can just imagine it. where does this all begin for you Andrew where, your, your, um, the sculptures and the art is this something has this been a lifelong journey for you it has yes I mean as a child all the other kids were out of the playground playing I was in the classroom drawing and painting and uh, I studied architecture because I wanted I wanted um, to help humanity and I thought, well, everyone needs a roof under their head, so I'll, I'll start buildings, make buildings, houses for people to live in. But as, as I, it was a six-year course, and as I began to realise it's not quite as easy as that. <laughs> and the last two years um, of my studies, I started to make objects and just things. I started to make things out of mirror. Was it okay so you letting your mind wander and just acting upon that? No, it's quite focused, actually. Yeah? Yeah, it was quite focused. And I stopped using found objects and recycling, a lot of recycling. I don't know, money. And so I started <laughs> recycling really at the very beginning, which was 1960-something. And uh, there's a couple of the pieces, actually, that I made at that time in the museum in, in Berryu. And it was from there. And then I got offered a, a show, part of a show called Ten Sitting Rooms in, in London the ICA 1970 and I then I met my first patrons and the whole thing just started from there and I just now I'm, I work every day I was working in the studio this morning wonderful yes so how does that feel to be able to because this must feel like breathing for you this is it's to make to be able to get up and just express yourself in whatever way you may feel I mean I take it you, you must do a lot of commissions or do you just make art for you well I make it for humanity Oh, nice. My, my work is about joy. Which are, so rather than that's then I realised, oh, I could, if I... So that's why I opened the museum. So it's full of joy, you see. So people make people smile, even just for a minute. And uh, so that's, that was my message to the world. And that's, that's why I'm, I'm leaving this to the world, uh, to make it a better place. Wonderful. May we come to the museum and bring some microphones and oh, spend the day with that you? I'd be delighted. I'd love Absolute to do that. Delighted. Because, um, this is a, a short little box yes, box that sure. we can't fit your life no. into 10 minutes. <laughs> I would like to sit and for a good yes. hour and, yeah. and talk about your life because no. I think it's fascinating. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for chatting. Delighted. Today. And uh, thank you. Uh, have you, have you got a piece here today, haven't you? Yes, I've got a um, Hamish Dali, the it was a mobile cross. Wonderful. I, I was looking at it. It's so, so nice. Thank you. It really is. Thank you for chatting to me today. Lovely. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> oh, wow. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? It's sold. Somebody's bought your piece? Yeah. Well, just get introduce yourself to our, our listeners. Because I've, I see you at so many events and we never get you the microphone on you. Uh, no, I'm very shy, really. <laughs> so, I'm Jane Beasley and I'm originally from Yorkshire. Yes. But now live in Shrewsbury for the last 15 years. And you are, um, like I said, you are synonymous. You, you, you are, uh, wherever the art is in Shrewsbury, you are there. I know, I can't believe it because I was told at 13 not to bother. Really? And I only took up painting just before lockdown, three years ago. So, you know, never say never, because it's just been brilliant and I love it. It makes my heart sing. And That's so uh, I nice. get a good response, but I mean, I do it for myself, so... If people like my work, that's just an extra bonus. Well, I've got to say, you are a very prestigious <laughs> exhibition tonight, and you've sold a piece. How yeah, that, yeah I think it's the first one sold. <laughs> 
That's so, really nice. Uh, and the funny thing is, I submitted three, and this is my third random one and the one they chose. So you never know what's going to uh, go in. Talk us about the piece. What is this piece? Um, well, I called it the Building of Fun- Thunder because the uh, theme is about movement. Yes. Uh, and so it's very limited palette. Uh, so it looks black, but it's actually something called Payne's Grey, which I love because it goes from almost black right through the greys into to blue. So it's a very versatile. I can see the. Color. I can see the through it. Yeah, that's. And, and when the light catches it, you'll see different colours as well. Well, and then I like texture, so I try and build texture into things. There was a. So this, this white bit here, and there's a black piece over there which is very textured as well. Yeah. Uh, one of my favourite shows of all time is Daredevil. It's a Marvel show. Yeah. And the bad guy in it, Wilson Fisk, the, the kingpin, he sits and he stares at a piece of wall mm-hmm. that when, yeah. when things were kicking off in his house, he would sit and disappear into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in, when he becomes like this mafia, mafia boss, mm-hmm. he cuts that exact bit of wall out and he yeah. hangs it as a piece of art because this... It, it, it can mean anything to anybody, oh, do you know? And yeah, and that's what I like to do now with a lot of my titles is to make them much more ambiguous because what I see in them and what I think they're about, somebody else, it's what the viewer sees. So when somebody asks me what's it about, I, I want to know, well, what are you seeing? What do see you, you think you? about? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it, it's really quite interesting. If you get a good title with a painting that can really help um, communicate a lot of things. I've got a solo exhibition coming up in September at Mrs. Jones, and that's all new work and much bigger work, and some of that is quite emotional, expressive landscapes. And I really know what some of those are about, but somebody else will look at them and, and get a completely different interpretation and I love that I love that about art and you know I don't care if people like it or not as long as I like it but when somebody does it, 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 it gives you an extra buzz I so like I since I was just explaining to John Rag downstairs actually mm. um, that from a young age I, was, I didn't really appreciate art for what it was mm. I used to love Dali but Dali's not really hard to get emotional about no um, whereas like some pieces like this when yeah. I was younger I just like oh whatever now I'm getting older yeah. and I'm learning more about artists and more about emotion and what goes into it I can look at this piece now and get moved yeah. you know well, and I've had people cry <laughs> but in a lovely way you know I um, I've only been painting a short while and I was really lucky I won the Bellevue Arts competition Sodom yes. won the first year I hadn't been painting a year and I already had about four people wanting to buy it because they felt very emotional when they looked at it. And uh, that was quite a shock to me that people would feel like that about my work. You like sea biscuit out the gate, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. I you... like that. Look, it's because I'm wearing a horsey dress, isn't it? I didn't even notice that, see? Oh, I'm getting the vibe from yeah, you. Yeah, you are. No, because like, you start painting after lockdown. and No, before, just before. Just before literally, lockdown. Literally, about a month before. So during the, during the pandemic then, were you locked inside with, with Yeah, with just this? me and my cat. And I started by doing cartoons, a daily cartoon, which is like a, a COVID diary. And then they got published in a book. Uh, and then I saw this uh, free online acrylics course. So I did that. So that was, that was three years ago now. 
that I started. So, you know, it's just great fun. And I find it really sad when people say, oh, I, I'm not creative. We are all creative. And just play. And it's that sense of play that you get lots of enjoyment around. You should see my attic room, which is now my <laughs> studio, pain everywhere. Uh, also, as part of Arts Trail, we've got an exhibition at The Hive, which is uh, showcasing eight women artists. So we've got more work in there. Like I said, wherever there's art and truth, <laughs> there's Jane Beasley. Yeah, and that, yeah. that's a really good thing. And oh. what, what, it, what you are is an inspiration for mm. those people that are sat at home thinking, I wish I could try. Yeah. And oh, that's what yeah. you are. Because I used to have a job that made my heart sing. I used to be an aid worker. And then I got cancer. And okay. um, some quite radical um, operations and procedures. And it adds a new perspective on life for you. Well, it, when you've been an aid worker, you've got a new perspective on life, I think, <laughs> anyway, you know. But um, yeah, it, it also makes you think, you know, life can be very short. And um, it changed my life completely. I get that. Totally. Um, you know, in everything that I do. And then discovering art. It's just fantastic, and the response, it's like reinventing yourself. And suddenly I've gone from Jane who has cancer, because that's who you become to other people. Yeah, I get that. Now I get, oh, are you Jane the artist? So you get a new persona. So it's great, reinventing yourself. And uh, I can't believe now I've had two careers that, when I was young, I would never have dreamt I'd have been an aid worker or somebody that people call an artist. Well, I think your work's phenomenal. Oh, I'm so happy you. to see you at so many events, and I'm so shocked that this is the first time I've got a microphone on you. Uh, maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe we can organise a proper sit-down. Yeah. I'd like that. Come out for an like, hour. Oh, would you like to come round to my house and see my That'd studio? That'd be really nice. And meet my cat, who does tricks. Of course. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We should... We should, we should absolutely organise this. I think yeah. it's long overdue, so... Um, I, I follow you on Instagram anyway, yeah. I think, uh, and I'll drop, I'll drop you a message. Yeah, and we'll drop, look. drop my card? Yes, I will do. I don't have them printed, I make them out of bits of code. Where can people find you, Jane? People can find me at the moment in um, Glue Glue. I don't know for how long. Uh, Shrewsbury Art Society Summer Exhibition at St Mary's. Um, Hive. The Hive, uh, Shrewsbury Museum. Not for much longer, this got a red dot on it now, so. Uh, yeah, it's sold. Um, <laughs> Come and have a look, though. The Greenhouse. Okay. Uh, Oberon. Wow. And Mrs. Jones' summer exhibition. I've got one piece in there as well. Yeah. I've just got, I've just got um, a little bit, uh, a little bit wobbling needs chatting to Andrew Logan, oh, but it's you, yeah. I should, you should be uh, <laughs> a bit shell shocked. Yeah. I know, I, uh, I think there's a week, I mean, eight places, I mean, I can't, you know, it's just, uh, it's like living a little, fanta- I live a fantasy life. And that's very, very cool. Yeah. Are you on social media? Yeah, I am. I'm on Instagram at jane.beasley, B-W-E-S-L-E-Y. I'm on uh, Twitter. I can't quite remember what the... Uh, what Just the give Jane Beasley a Google, guys, and give this lady a follow. She's fantastic. And I've got a website. There you go. Fantastic. Thank you for chatting to me today. Oh, brilliant. Thank you very much. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hello. 
So yeah. I'm Alex, I'm from the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Uh, yeah, uh, my name is Yulia Lavrinchuk. I'm Ukrainian artist. Uh, I'm, I'm almost a year uh, in the UK. Uh, I came here because of war in my country and uh, I'm very thankful for the support of uh, uh, British people and um, art community that uh, gave me opportunity to exhibit my artwork here. I'm, I'm, I'm lost for words, I really am, because <laughs> Thank you. what an incredible journey um, yes, to come here, and to, to be here showing your art today despite what's going on back at home. Yes, thank you. Um, I think that uh, this uh, can um, uh, help. Uh, this really helps me uh, within uh, the, this war time in Ukraine because my heart is there, uh, but my imagination may produce uh, such works, uh, and um, I'm really, I'm really lucky to be safe and uh, to understand that uh, my kids are also safe and. Um, um, at this uh, point of time, this is uh, the greatest treasure I have. So thank you for a warm welcome. Thank you that I'm exhibiting here and uh, thank you no, no, thank <laughs> to pay you. attention. No, thank you because I think it's really important when it comes to art and culture mm-hmm. and inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there, a, I guess there's an a, a Ukrainian community here now in Shropshire um, that you can talk about culture and you can talk about back home. How has that been for you? Is there lots of people from back home that you can speak to? Um, okay, I'm always thinking about uh, my country and I still work for Ukraine. Um, I have my colleagues uh, who, are protect, who are defending my motherland at this very moment. And I'm really very worried because of them and uh, I do take care of them. So. Uh, yes, as I told you, <laughs> my heart is there, uh, but I'm very lucky to be, to be here. Amazing. Yes. And tell us about this, this piece then. What, what does it mean to you? Um, okay, this is uh, Sunset Sailing, a very uh, positive and uh, optimistic artwork. I do love marine. Uh, I do love sea coast, uh, so most of my works uh, are about sea. <laughs> uh, in such a way, I express myself and... Um, Beautiful. Yes, really. thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you for chatting to me today. So, I found the man. John, you right? You good? I'm good. Had a good evening? Very good evening, yeah. I met some uh, really interesting people. The best part has been meeting Jacob Chandler. Yes. Because he lives in the village next to mine where I live in Telford. And I've lived there five years and never met another artist locally. So, he's going to get in touch with me. How amazing is that? Yeah, that's really good. I mean, that's what I need, and it's what he needs, but apparently as well. I've met some amazing people today. Yeah. Usually on the biscuit, you know, familiar names pop up, and when it comes to events, I, guess, I will speak to people again and again. I'll speak to Maggie Love today, who I've spoken to before. But there's always a new person and a new, yeah. a new introduction. Yeah, that's what it's about. I think that's. Uh, I think it's been very good tonight. Shrewsbury really needs to wake up to what it's got. And, Absolutely. And start to really pump some proper money into this thing. Yes. And, the, and all the other things that go on in this town. Because you can see what it's done and what it will do if it's allowed to continue. I, I totally agree. I couldn't agree more. Uh, Jess and the team, Ross Callahan, and to Phil as well, who we spoke to, uh, the organisers have really, really done something special, haven't they? Yeah, they have. 
really special. And Shrewsbury should be aware of that and pump the necessary funds in. So if you're listening, Shrewsbury, uh, wake up. <laughs> we'll talk about John Weaver as well. You know, yes. one of the one of the pioneers of, of a name that was unfamiliar to me. Yes, I didn't know who know that. We're learning all but more all the time, aren't we? Yeah. Well, thank you so much for you invited me today. So thank you so much for bringing me along. I've I've met so many wonderful people. Good. I've learned a lot. And I'm sure we've put a great show together. So thank you so much. I'm delighted you came, and I'm delighted that uh, you found it so uh, worthwhile. Brilliant. Thanks, Alex. We'll, we'll keep in touch, and um, yeah, thank you so much. We'll do. So there we go. What a great episode that was. A great collection of interviews by wonderful people. I'm very proud of this, actually. Uh, I think it was a really, really good night. I got some really good interviews. I'm so uh, pleased to share this all with you. Uh, I want to say a huge thank you, of course, to John Rag for inviting me along. Um, also as well to everybody that spoke to us. Now, this arts trail is is like, I think when you live in a town, I don't think you get a, a grasp of how big something is because you already live there and you see that but this isn't a nationwide thing you know we were speaking to andrew logan about the cosmic egg and i don't think it's an exaggeration to say that the cosmic egg from last year was one of the most photographed things in shrewsbury that year people were coming from all around the country to to take pictures with that and um it was just phenomenal and the same with uh, with dali today uh, this you know during this event um, you know these pieces have been exhibited for the first time in the UK because of this event um, so you know that's that's how big it is and it did get nationwide news as well I saw the coverage uh, so, so to Jess uh, to Phil uh, to Ross Callahan to all the organizers for this event well done seriously well done you've you've brought the you've brought um, art glitz and glamour and 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 fame to to shrewsbury and and everybody's talking about it which is fantastic um i want to give a special shout out to to john finn and to paul shiroki um that was a really nice interview uh, i appreciate it's never it's not always easy um having conversations like this uh, but to have a good inter- interpreter there that's willing to to, to bounce the uh, the conversation back into is 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 truly uh, commendable. Um, I, I never forget the uh, the interview we did with Signal, uh, where we, we spoke to uh, a member of the hard hearing community uh, with an interpreter there. Absolutely wonderful stuff. Uh, I love doing stuff like that on the biscuit. So shout out to you, and as well, me and Timmy, me Timmy, and uh, my wife. The next day on the Saturday, we went and looked at the arts trail. It was really nice. Day. It's, I mean, like I'm I'm in a a champion of Shrewsbury. I'm always like, go into town, guys. Go and do these amazing things. Be a tourist in your own town. I've said it on this episode as well. But I don't always have the time. Me, um, my wife, Timmy, and his friend, um, he had a friend, he had a sleepover. We were like, okay, let's go into Shrewsbury for the day. And we did. And we did the arts trail. And it was really, really nice. We, we got the, the booklet and we followed the trail. Uh, and we had such a great time. We, we saw some amazing art. We saw some people. We went to dough and oil for food afterwards. It really is nice just to just take a walk around your town, you know, um, and, and look at what's about and teach your kids about culture. That's what this is all about. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, I'd love to hear any uh, any comments, suggestions. Uh, if you've got any compliments for, for the people that we spoke to, they all deserve a, a bit of a pat on the back for come and speak to me when you see me coming up to you with a microphone it's very hard to escape in all honesty uh <laughs> so anybody that does uh, does really well on the on the show deserves a pat on the back but you all did fantastic um and if there's anybody you'd like to hear more of more importantly 
let me know and we will organize the feature. I think we've already uh, broke the ice with a few people here that we can uh, definitely branch out into getting feature interviews from. Uh, I've already started some of the process. So uh, if there's anybody in particular you'd like to hear from, though, let me know and I'll let, me, I'll let you, uh, we'll start the, uh, the, the ball rolling. Um, threads, I want to give that a shout out as well again. Uh, we've just started our threads page it's it's like imagine instagram meets twitter um nice visuals and just your open chat threads exactly pretty much exactly the same as twitter but you know from what i can see a very positive space so if you're not on threads already don't be threatened by it it's actually quite nice uh, and give us a follow on that uh, we're also on facebook we're on instagram we're on twitter <laughs> for now uh we're on linkedin and we're on tiktok too Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, this is a really great episode to put together. And i got to say, um, we're getting lots of requests for interviews and, and bits that people want to come on at the moment. We are got, we've got some really good stuff coming up with the Shoes of Biscuits. So uh, if, if, you, uh, if you just started listening and you're listening to us on Spotify or iTunes or whatever it is, just hit that notification bell or whatever it is, and we you will get a notification ping whenever a new episode is up. So, uh, yeah, that's an easy way to find us. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll catch you on the next time, and uh, have a great day. Peace out.